Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your Faves Faves. My favorite TV show is RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, let's start here because my best friends are obsessed with the show and they talk about it every day for six months. I need to watch it. It's so much fun. You really do. I just, yeah, I just love it. Uh, Let's see, another favorite thing. I love ranch dressing. (laughs) Who doesn't? Wait, go back to RuPaul's Drag Race for a minute. What was your favorite season? Who was your favorite queen? My favorite season as a whole is season seven because it's very messy. People okay. think it's a good season, but every act, every challenge is an acting challenge. And the queens, uh, a lot of them are not actors. <laughs> There's the infamous Shakespeare episode where they had to do like Shakespearean drag and <laughs> RuPaul yelled at them. And I find it so funny. Who won that season? Do you remember? Violet Chachki. Okay, great. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, I'm writing down season seven because I want to ask my girls, is that the one that they're obsessed with? No, nobody. nobody's obsessed with it. I love it. I just rewatched it. It's so good. Do you feel like you intentionally love things where it's like everything, it's falling apart? I mean, given the show that you work on, that feels pretty on brand. I mean, I do like when things are chaotic. I also, I just like to laugh and it, I feel like all, like the queens have personalities and it's just, I think it's just fun. Right, right. Along the same category. So like things that make you laugh that like I was hanging out with a new friend the other day and he was like, what, okay, we're going to watch a movie. We're going to watch a comedy. Like what's the movie that you will cry laughing? What, like, what's your version of that? Movie-wise, Ghost, it's my favorite movie. I think it's a romantic comedy. People are like, Nicole, it's definitely not. It's like a thriller. (laughs) Oh, my God. Every part Whoopi Goldberg is in is so funny. True. She is really funny in that. She, I forget that she is hilarious. But I definitely only remember the, like, pottery scene. The Righteous Brothers are playing. Like, here we are. He's shirtless. It's like a whole moment. Yeah, but there's a scene where Whoopi goes to the bank and he's whispering to her and she's like, what are you whispering? And to me, it's just so funny because it's like, yeah, nobody else can see him yet acting like people can see it. It's just, to me, pure comedy. It's so funny. It's just all the comedy. If you're on a plane, you're on an airplane and you're like, you just worked, you're tired and you just want to laugh. What's the thing that you're like bringing up? Assuming Ghost is not available. Probably the Minions movie. I think they're just so adorable. And, banana. and I've tried my friend to watch it. And she's like, they just make noises, Nicole. I'm like, yes, that's the comedy. They're that's f- why it's funny. That's why it's good. Okay, so your second thing on your list, which is my favorite no transition segue, is ranch dressing. Yes, specifically craft ranch dressing. What? I what? know. People are like, what about Hidden Valley? I'm like, trash. Yeah. No, um, what? Craft. Wow. Okay. Craft and stressing. Where did this love affair start? So I used to go to this place in New York called Subs Conscious. They made subs. And I don't know if it still exists. There were two locations. And I used to get 
a BLT with grilled chicken on it. And also there's this other place called Stroko's, which I really, really liked. I, again, don't know if that still exists. And they have the same ranch. And I was like, oh my God, I found the same ranch closer to me at Subconscious. Oh my God. And I went in one day to get a sandwich and I was like, you have to tell me about your ranch. Like, is there a recipe? I need to figure out how to recreate it. I love it so much. And then the man behind the counter just like took a big vat of ranch. It was like this, it's, it's craft. This thing you're up, like you're going nuts over. It's literally, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, then I bought it. And I was like, yeah, it's that, it, that I love. Oh my gosh. So you didn't grow up having it. This was like something you discovered in life as an adult. And now it's a, it's a regular part of your life. Well, we were like a wishbone house. So we would always have like wishbone ranch and I liked it, but I was like, it has to be better. Turns out there is. There is. This is the funniest. Okay. So <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, ranch dressing. Give craft. me a third thing. Oh, sorry. Craft ranch dressing. Give me a third thing that just like lights your heart on fire. Wigs. I love wigs. wigs. Okay, talk to me about, do you have a collection? How many? What? Give me the whole thing. I don't know how many I have. So I have my two that I love that were expensive that I splurged on when I didn't have money. And then I have my curly wig, uh, which is what I wore all through girl code because I didn't have any money to like get my hair done nicely. So I just like bought this $40 wig and wore the fuck out of it. Uh, this one so I'm doing like chunky highlights now from like the early 2000s because my mother would never let me dye my hair so I was like I'm an adult I'll do what I want um (laughs) I have like a little short bob I've got a long black a couple long black ones uh now I've got some bangs going on I got this little shag I have a mullet I have a lot like I have a pink one a purple one that I've been trying to dye, but it's not going well. Uh, I have truly, I just love changing my hair. So tell me, cause you mentioned like, oh, when you were earlier in your career, how long have you been working to get to the place where people are freaking out and they know you and they love the show? Like what's that journey been like? I started doing improv in 2000. Wait, maybe it was 2008. I don't know. I yeah, I started in 2008. I have a tattoo of when my dad died. Wait, did you I- just, the look on your shoulder for information? Yes. So I have a tattoo of when my dad died. And I, that's when I took my first improv class, like uh, right before he passed away. Uh, I'm a terrible, I'm terrible with remembering things. So I have dates tattooed to me so I can remember things. Nice. But yeah, I started in June. No, he died in June. So I think it was like March 2008 is when I took my first class. So you start doing improv and then when you started doing improv where you were like, this is the career I want to have or were you just like, I'm trying something new? Well, I went to acting school and I graduated. I have a a certificate. I don't have a degree. Uh, Nobody's ever asked to see that certificate. Uh, (laughs) Paper. I truly just Googled what do actors do when they don't act? (laughs) And I guess it was maybe like a backstage article that was like improv and I'd done improv, but it was not a means to an end. It was like how to get more information to inform your scenes. So yeah. yeah. 
So then I took a class and I was like, oh, and then they make you go see shows. So I went and saw a show. I was like, wow, uh, this is incredible. Um, I think I can do this. I think I'm just as funny as these people on stage. So then I worked really hard and uh, started performing at the theater and then moved to LA, continued performing at the theater at UCB, the Price Citizens Brigade Theater. And then, then I got girl code. So then I was like flying back and forth to New York. And then truly things just like started happening from then. And do you feel like right now, I mean, you've been doing this for so many years, but do you feel like you feel like you're just starting? You feel like you're hit like, oh man, this is what I dreamed about having when I started out, you know, all of those years ago. Like, what does this time period feel like for you? This time period feels good. It's hard to like quantify things because then that means you're like, taking a step out to look. And I don't really like doing that. I just kind of like keeping my head down and hoping more opportunities come up for me. But I do think hard work pays off because I look at a lot of my friends who like maybe started at the same time as me who haven't, you know, booked as much as me. And now they're starting to like really book stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, if you just like have talent and you keep working, like it happens. So yeah, I just try to keep my head down, keep working. Right. Right. I do think that that's like this, this, it's not a secret, but I do feel like, uh, cause I get that a lot as a writer. People are like, how, how did I'm like, Oh, I just worked for like 15 years and I worked in obscurity and I worked when no one cared what I wrote. And I wrote books that ev- like five people read and I got paid $4 for, and you just keep doing that. And I feel like if you keep doing that and you have a good work ethic and you're not an asshole you will, well, sometimes people are assholes and they still do great. But for the most part, I feel like it will just start to hit. I'm curious though, when you feel like things started to click into place and you're working, do you ever feel like when you're already, everything's going and it's clicking and things are happening is always when the bigger opportunity comes Mm -hmm. and you're faced with this challenge of like, holy crap, I already feel like this is such a big thing and I'm not really sure. And also now I've got to add to it. Does that make sense? Like, is that something you've navigated? Yeah. Sometimes I feel a little like overwhelmed with the things that I have to do, but then I just remember that like, I love everything that I have to do. And, you know, sometimes you get tired, but you're like, I don't know, like you'll sleep when you're dead. (laughs) Right. Just keep going. So wait, so we talked about RuPaul's Drag Race. We've talked about craft ranch dressing. We yes. talked about a fabulous wig collection that will take you through all the looks that you need for your life. What is a fourth thing that brings you just ultimate joy? Thrift shopping. I like thrifting. Uh, she's a okay. Thr- yeah, I just love finding just like a perfect thing that you're like, oh, I would never find this in a conventional store. Right. Or I don't know. Sometimes you like make up backstories as to like who wore this before you was it yes. a pro who died in a car accident and her parents had to donate all her clothes like what was it um oh yeah my gosh. like the 80s where you're like oh like a, a fat teen was so excited to wear this or whatever yeah that brings joy finding something trying it on having it fit being like oh nobody else i'll never see this on somebody else that's true. Did this start for you when you were younger or you adopted it as an adult? No, it started for me when I lived in New York and I didn't have very much money and I was nannying and I was um, 
pushing the little boy I was nannying in a stroller and we passed the Salvation Army and I was like, eh, might as well pop in and then discovered they had half off Wednesdays. So I would just like wait till Wednesday, go get a dress for $5 and it'd be two fifty, And then yep. I'd like the buttons on it and, uh, you know, have outfits. Yeah, I am with you. I love thrift shopping. I started it when I was little because we had no money. And so that was how you got clothes for back to school or whatever. And still to this day, it is such a thrill to be somewhere and have someone compliment a blouse. And you're like, $4. Mm-hmm. It was $4 at Goodwill. That's what. Yep. That That's because I just feel like I'm so much better than you, you paid $2,000 for your outfit. I paid four. I win. I went and you didn't know, you didn't know that this was $4. So good for me. Are you like, what are your favorite uh, thrift places in LA? Are you like a Goodwill Salvation Army? Or are you like a jet rag, like the fancy LA thrift places? No, I go to, there's this place in North Hollywood. And then there's another place. I think it's in Van Nuys. I can't remember their name. Their names are literally like thrift store USA. <laughs> And then there was a good one in Burbank, but that became a Goodwill. So I don't know how good it is anymore. But yeah, I like leave LA for stuff. Also, like the Rose Bowl has such fun stuff. It is like, right. But it's like the Fairfax flea market also has some fun stuff. But again, it's like you are paying a huge markup. Someone found this for $2. They're now selling it for 50 or 60. Also, Top is really great. Etsy's good. Etsy's a markup. eBay is usually a markup. But Depop is like a bunch of teens selling stuff for... $10 $10 that they found for two. So they're not too nice profit. And I was like, I like that. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Depop. I'm going to add that to the list. I've got season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race because it's a hot mess. And now this, what is a fifth thing that brings you so much joy? I guess pole dancing. Shut up. What are you talking about? You're I pole love- dancing or someone pole dancing for you? No, I love pole dancing. I can't really do it much anymore because I dislocated my ankle in uh, November. But today is the first day that I'm going to try to do a little something on my pole. Okay. Uh, Yeah, but I I like sex workers. I think that like sex work is real, real work. I think it should be decriminalized. I don't understand why a nation who consumes sex work is so... Right like malicious and nasty about it. Like outing mm-hmm. sex, like awful. Uh, the fact that you can get fired from your job because you've been only fans is insane to me. I like strip club culture. Uh, I like it all. So I had taken a class with a friend, my friend Gilly uh, and like a bunch of other people. And I, like we did it. I was like sore. I was bad. And it was like kind of like a goof. And then my friend Eleanor started posting videos of her pole dancing. And I was like, oh my God, who's like teaching you this? This is so cool. And she was like, it's a studio called Luscious Maven. It's in North Hollywood. And I was like, oh my God, can I take a class? And she was like, absolutely. And it is already like a stigmatized sport, if you will, or like, mm-hmm. and like, there's a whole thing where a lot of pole dancers are like, not a stripper, which is like, you're borrowing from stripper culture. Like if you're wearing the heels, you're borrowing. <laughs> right. you're working you're borrowing there really is no difference like we're all just on a pole and nobody at the studio like made me feel funny for being bigger one of my favorite teachers is this woman veronica who's become a friend who is like super fit and has never been like lose weight or like this would be easier if you lost weight which is like i know she knows i know but like she'll just give me adjustments to be like well this is a a different way to 
you know, enter something or we're going to keep working on this till you get it. And then when I get it, she's like so excited. Uh, It's like this like tangible thing that you can do where you just see results almost immediately. Like you start with the fireman's spin and you get that and you're like, oh, okay, well, what if I do this? You're like, oh, fun. So yeah. Uh, it reminds me, I was on TikTok yesterday and I saw, like, it came in my feed, Lil Nas, like, back in January, preparing for the video. And it's, I mean, first of all, like, the freaking strength required to, like, hold that. I, he's so good and he works so hard. To, I I love that video. I thought it was so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But the, like how much preparation he put into like getting ready to do that thing. I was like, yes, yes, get this. I love that you brought up this idea or you brought up this conversation of this culture and sex workers and what this looks like, because it is this society that has sexualized women and said like, this is your value and this is what you do. But then if she tries to take ownership of that, and profit from how you have over-sexualized her body, now it's a criminal thing. I, I don't know what side of TikTok I'm in, that this is what I get served a lot, but I get a lot of sex workers, I get a lot of strippers who are like, here's my day, here's a day in the life of it. I'm like, tell me everything. What does it look like? Okay, and you do this, and then you get to have a snack, and you made 700 because you went to the champagne. Like, tell me all the things. It's so fascinating, and I love TikTok for like normalizing so many people's lives that we've never been able to see that side of it before. Mm-hmm. Just, I like, I'm here for it. I do you put like, have you showed pole dancing on like social and stuff? Yeah, I'll put it like when I used to like really fuck heavy with it. Like last year I would put just, yeah, like there's a bunch of my Instagram. I'm going to go, I'm going to go peep on that now. I want to see, I want to see all the action. Do you feel like you're so much like when you were doing it more regularly before you got hurt? Do you feel like so strong? Yeah. I mean, it's impossible to not feel strong because you're, it's essentially like you're using your body weight to like, like, so when you climb the pole, everyone's like, I don't have upper arm strength, but it's only like, it's like 80, 20. It's like you're using your legs as well as your arms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's like tricking your body into be able, being able to do some stuff. But yeah, I do feel strong why I like it. Like people are like, I got in touch with my body. I'm like, I like my body, whatever. I just like want to be like aggressively good. So like <laughs> people are like, oh my God. We didn't know. We didn't know you had that in you. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. It was split because it's impressive. Yeah. I love too that this conversation has gone all over. I mean, we've talked about craft ranch strippers. We've talked about drag rate. I mean, we have notes. This has been exactly as delightful and lighthearted as I was hoping that it would be. So I'm super appreciative of the time for people who are listening, who like, tell us all the ways, like, how can we follow you? What shows can we watch? How can we support you? Give me the whole rundown. Yes. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Nicole Byer. Nailed it is on Netflix. It started streaming on the 26th of March. So you can still watch it. Wipeout is on TBS that starts today. I have four podcasts. Why Won't You Date Me, which is on Team Coco. Uh, <laughs> Best Friends with Sashir Zameda, which is on uh, Earwolf. Uh, Newcomers with Lauren Lapkus, which is on Headgum. And then 90 Day Bay, where me and my friend Marcy Jarrow 
oh yeah. So newcomers with me and Lauren Lacus were like exploring things that we've never seen before. So first season was Star Wars. Second season was Lord of the Rings. Third season, we're exploring the original MCU, the Medea Cinematic Universe and Tyler Perry's. (laughs) Gotta say, you've never seen a Medea. Medea is so funny and I had no idea. I love Tyler Perry. I love Tyler Perry. It's like just what he's built as an entrepreneur. I just, I have a weird fascination. And then my fourth one is 90 Day Bay, where me and my friend Marcy Jarro, we recap 90 Day Fiance and all of its spinoffs in that on Patreon. It is $5, but you can share their RSS feed with a friend and then it becomes $250. You get fun. <laughs> it's a dollar. Feels perfect. All right. Everyone now knows where they can go binge all things Nicole. Nicole, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate that we got to hang out today. And my eight-year-old told me last night that there's a new uh, season. Is it a new season of, of yeah. Nailed It? Okay, great. So I got to go. I got to go take that in. We're going to go binge it as a family. So thank you for all that you do and the joy you're putting out in the world. And I can't wait to see you on a poll. I'm going to go look that up on Instagram right now. Thank you so much. Have a good day. (laughs) You too. Bye. Bye. Your Faves Faves is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Your Faves Faves is a 3% chance production. <laughs>